Hello, and welcome to Marriage Unchained, the art of one flesh, where saving marriages, saving families, and saving souls is the flavor of the day. Now, let's join our host and author of Marriage Unchained, Catholic Alpha Radical, Jerry Jacobs, Jr. And welcome to Catholic Alpha Radical Live, the podcast that helps you fix your Catholic marriage. We're also giving you winning tactics for marriage problems, girlfriend problems, and intimacy problems for men. But moreover, where my main mission is to keep you out of divorce court and with marriage unchained, the art of one flesh divorce combat coaching is the flavor of the day. We're also helping men understand marriage and courting, not dating in the Catholic faith. Why? Because dating is for sex and courting is for marriage in this 196th episode. What to do if your wife asks you to move out. Ooh. Plus live phone calls from you answering your marriage and crisis questions. So don't wait. Oh, but if hi, you are getting value throughout this podcast and you would want to help others in their marriages and give them some information, please share this. Please share this and also give it a big thumbs up. So get in that cue for some resolution to your marriage confusion. And now we have our quote of the day. And as we always do, so let's do this. Quote, when it is all over, you will not regret having suffered. Rather, you will regret having suffered so little and suffered that little so badly. End quote. St. Sebastian Valfrey. Bam. I've helped hundreds of men in their marriages. Allow me to help you in yours. Get live Catholic marriage help Tuesday through Thursday, 10 a.m. Eastern for some resolution to your marriage confusion. So let's get started for today's content and for further, further ado, without further ado. So why do men feel the need to move out when their wife tells them to? Oh, that's a tough one. You know, we have that that mechanism inside of us that we always want to give our wife and kids what they want because we're bonded to them, connected to them. But also, we've got to understand that a lot of times that's a false feeling, giving somebody what they want. Um, and really, we should be trying to give them what they need that will make them happy in the end. Um, and that's a tough concept to grab hold of. Um, and many men, they move out because of weakness. You know, well, I've had guys tell me, what if that's what she wants? You know, I'll just do whatever she wants and maybe that'll keep the peace too. But dude, you've been trying to keep the peace. You've been doing that for 20 years, trying to keep the peace. Um, your your marriage is boring. Um, it has no passion. Um, the kid's unruly, you know, and the whole marriage, the guy's been trying to keep peace by just giving people what they want. But now you're asked to move out because that way of leadership did not work. 
Okay. And it's, it's weakness. I don't want to cause any kind of upheaval. I don't want to cause any kind of, I don't want to be, I don't want to be, do something like that. Cause I don't want to feel uncomfortable. I don't want to see people think, well, I'm just, me think I'm just giving her what she wants, but no, what it really is. Same reason people don't discipline their kids. People don't discipline their kids for the same reason is as a parent, I don't want, I don't want to feel the pain of having to punish my children. And so that's selfishness, just like this moving out thing. It's a selfish act because for the simple reason, the husband doesn't want to feel the pain of staying and going through all that stuff of, of, of having to deal with a wife arguing with him and fighting with him and yelling at him and stuff like that and telling him all these bad, hurtful things. Okay. And it's the same thing to do with children, man. People don't really understand that. They think, well, my kid's my friend. I would never lay my hand on my kid. Man, that's crazy. What if your kid is out uh, knocking people around and raping people and your kid is hitting people at school and your kid is stealing stuff? Your kid is doing all this stuff because as a parent, that parent is not disciplining their children prop the kid properly. Believe it or not, this stuff happens, man. People don't really realize their kid does all kind of stuff behind their back when they're good parents, when they discipline right. Just think how what kids, what kids do behind you behind your back when 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 you don't they know that there's no consequence to what they're gonna do with what's gonna happen you're not gonna get a whooping you're not gonna be punished in your you're not gonna stay in your room you still get to have your cell phone and you still get to uh, watch xbox and, and playstation and still get to go out hang out with your friends and all of that i mean what what is that okay so it's weakness it's selfishness okay that's why guys move out one more, number, other thing is you know, finally, you know, I finally have some peace and fun. So weakness and selfishness kind of go along. It's selfish to um, it's selfish to give that person something when you know that it's wrong, that, you know, it's not it doesn't seem right. It doesn't feel right instinctually. You know, um, also another thing is why my guys move out when their wife tells them to is because they lazy. Not having the will or drive to fight. They have no no will or no draft to fight for what's rightfully given by them back to them by God. That's my house. That's my family. I pay the rent. That's my wife and that's my children. You know, and so laziness is I don't you know, I don't feel like I want to fight for that. Okay, if that's what she wants, I just go ahead and, you know, whatever. Maybe it'll work out. Maybe it won't. You know, I'll go find me another woman, try to make her happy, which is a big lie. That ain't going to work either. And then the other thing is consequences. Um, what are the consequences for moving out and and not, you know, doing what your wife wants when you know that it's that it's, it's that really you really shouldn't, right? Consequences: you lose your money, you lose property, you lose your children, you lose your wife, and you use you lose grace with God. You are the defender of that home, and so when you move out, you just lost grace with God. You did. Because that's your family. You're responsible for them. Okay? And we're going to go into that deeper. Now, how do husbands get to this point in the first place? How do we get to the point where our wife tells us to leave or move out? Um, and you figure, why won't she move out? Because she probably feels, well, you know, I got to take care of the kids. I don't want to uproot the kids. The kids going to be with me. And it's, it's easier if he goes. Right. And plus, I didn't do anything. She's thinking I didn't do anything wrong. What do I got to leave for? 
<laughs> See how delusional people are? See how delusional they are when it's all about emotion? You know? So, um, again, how do how do husbands get in this point in the first place? Well, they have put other things at a higher priority than their marriage. How many times have you heard me say that or you heard anybody say that, that they they put other things at a higher priority than their marriage? Their marriage always, always seems to get bumped down when something happens. Well, I could take care of that later. Something happens. I could take care of the marriage later. Something happens. I could take care of the marriage later. My wife has given me divorce papers. Oh, I'll just take care of that later. You know, and or my wife is moving out. My wife asked me to move out. I'll just take care of that later. I'll deal with it later. And before you know it, your marriage didn't move from up here with the way it was when you first got married to now it's like in the dirt, right? It's like at a level that you don't even really comprehend where your marriage is. Okay. Another th- reason is they didn't have the natural order of service in mind. God, marriage, children, self, which goes along with the first thing. As as a man, your job is to protect, defend, and serve. Serve, serve, serve. If in your home you are not serving, and that means in the intimacy department, that means uh, serving your wife um, and your children daily um, and making sure that there's an environment where they can prosper and thrive, you're not doing your job as a husband or father or man. Okay. And so this is why we have the thing of God, marriage, wife, children, and then ourselves as a man is last because if we don't, if we put ourselves last, no man should ever be thinking about their self first in their marriage. Not ever. Because when we do, we become weak. We become soft. You know, we become selfish. And because why? Evil is a habit just like goodness is a habit. Selfishness is pure evil. It's pride. It's the reason that Satan got thrown out of heaven with his minions. I mean, it is one of the it's very pride is is very very a thing that will destroy our life okay so this is why it's important that when you we put others above ourselves that helps diminish that helps keep humility in our hearts okay um the next thing is they stop dating their wife and making her feel special resulting in loss of all of the all important emotional connection so our wives want to be dated every day. They want to be dated for the rest of their lives. They want to be courted. They want to be put as high priority. Nothing but nobody's above them. Um, and a lot of times husbands do that. They they start, they allow the emotional connection in their marriage to leave. And it, and it happens really, really slow. And by the time they didn't figure it out, their wife is very unhappy. And she's in another bedroom sleeping with her, with her five-year-old kid or something. You know, she's not even sleeping in the same bed with us, you know. Um, and then the last one before the break is um, they stopped caring and began blaming their wife for most of the problems in their marriage. How many times have you heard guys say that? If you talk to one of your friends and he's having marriage problems and all he's talking about is what she did and what the kids did and what the job did and what his wife did and didn't do. And she should have done it like this and she should have done it like that. And she don't give me enough of this and she don't give me enough of that. He's lost. He's lost. Because as a man, if we can't look in the mirror at ourselves, then how, I mean, how is our wife responsible for all of that? Now, unless you have one of them crazy wife who has a mental illness or something, you know, who's just totally crazy or something, but that's rare. Most women are just normal women that in this society that, you know, the society has created this. So 
to sit there and have the gall to blame your wife for every every almost every single thing in the marriage. But some then they'll go, well, you know, yeah, I'm not perfect. <laughs> That's what they'll tell you. Well, you know, I know I ain't perfect, but yes, they are. They think they are. They're not going to tell you that, but they think, well, I haven't done anything. It doesn't matter if I'm perfect or not. I haven't done anything. But see, that's what his wife is thinking, too. I didn't try to get him to, to, to act right, to fix, to, uh, to do his responsibilities, to, to make me feel like a woman, you know, to help me uh, discipline and raise these children, you know, and, and I'm by, I feel like I'm by myself. And that's when it gets to a point where she's like, look, I need space. So in order to need space, one of us got to go and I ain't going because I ain't doing it wrong. You got to go. And what do guys do? Most guys, they pack their stuff and they pack their stuff and move out. There are there are certain there are some guys that are very special and and have a great understanding, and and they go with their instinct. Like you know, I'm not going nowhere, <laughs> right? I ain't moving out. You know, I move in the basement or something, or I move into the bedroom or something, but I ain't going nowhere. You know, okay. All right, so that's the first to get us going. So think about those things uh, as break comes up. And if you, we're going to go very, you know, a lot deeper into those things. But uh, I'm going to come back with nine things, nine reasons that will help you understand uh, if you should move out or not. Because it's a decision you got to make. And believe it or not, a lot of a lot of men, a lot of husbands are a lot closer to their wife asking them to move out than they think they are. Well, that's another one to think about, ain't it? <laughs> so we'll be right back. Bam. If you're getting value from this podcast and would like more personal marriage help, visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an opportunity to work with me personally for free. Yes, within 30 days, learn how to become a better husband that attracts your wife back to you. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com and get a plan tailored specific to your marriage and situation. I've helped hundreds of men in their marriages. Allow me the chance to help you using my personal and gained experience. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for superior coaching for your marriage. Again, SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com. That's SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com to become the man God created you to be and the husband your wife needs. Lastly, I always get the question, why don't you help women? And I always answer them, I do. So for all of you beloved wives out there that want to reignite that feeling of emotional closeness and complete love from your hubby, consider marriage coaching and visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an improved marriage within 30 days. All right, hey, 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 we are back, and man, I don't know why that I'm I'm seriously considering changing live stream companies. I mean, this thing makes too many mistakes. That is doesn't make sense, and I can't figure it out. <laughs> so I'm a, I'm thinking about switching. <laughs> you you guys won't know, but I'll know. That's what you know to make to make this show run run better. But hey, so hey, it's time, right? It's time to understand what's happening with this little thing of, you know, my wife's unhappy. She says she needs space. She don't know what she wants to do. You know, she's she's not smiling anymore. She's not laughing anymore. I can't even make her her lip turn up until I kind of smile. You know, everything I do is not right. 
and she has decided to start telling me everything I did wrong because now the emotional connection's gone in my marriage and she doesn't care. So, and plus I didn't told you to move out and that's what's next. I asked you to move out and and if you look and if you here's and don't how many times you guys have heard one of your friends tell you this is divorced friends. And all of us got divorced friends. If you really loved me, you'd move you'd move out. <laughs> How many times, how many times you heard your friend, one of your friends tell you that? And we all got divorced friends. It's terrible. You know, we all know some or know somebody that's divorced or a co-worker or something. And they tell they tell their horror stories. <laughs> if you really loved me, you'd move out. Boy, that's a hard, that's a tough one, ain't it? So now getting that cue. If you, if you, if your wife has asked you to move out and you know you don't know what to do. Hey, give me a call and we can talk about it. All right. 313 Radical. That's 313 Radical. So how many of these do I have? I think I do have nine. Yeah. Yeah. Seven. Eight. Yeah. Yeah. Nine. That's right. So we have nine. And this is hopefully this will go quick because a lot of these things are self-explanatory. But you know me, I got to. I got to always go a little deeper. So here we go. The first one is to decide if you're going to move out of your house or not. The first one is, number one, you lose all negotiation power when you move out. Ooh, you didn't know that one, did you? You thought, oh, she's just going to still be nice to me, and she's going to text me and call me every day, and because the kids, we're going to see each other all the time, and, and I'm going to still be able to see what's going on in the house. Man, that's a delusional. <laughs> you ain't going to know nothing. You ain't going to know nothing. Even if your wife is, a, is one of those ones that says that, and she tries to do it, her heart just ain't in it. Her heart ain't in it. So if you move out, you you are, I mean, you're not going to have any kind of negotiation with the kids. You're going to have no negotiation power with her and what she's doing. You're not going to have, any, you know, anything that's going on. Oh, if she wants to move another man in, you think about that one, did you? See, they tell you, oh, I don't want nobody else. <laughs> that's delusional too. How many guys have told me? I don't want, she'll tell me, I don't want nobody else. I, I'm just, you know, I don't, and, and man, that ain't true. That ain't true. Woman, she's ha unhappy, very, very unhappy. And she's emotionally confused. She don't know what she wants. She just knows right now I'm hurt. The pain is, is really bad and I want to stop. So the way to do that is get you to leave. And she'll tell you anything to get you to leave. Okay. And, and man, also, man, once you leave, man, they ain't going to, the, once you leave, it's hard to get back in. Once you leave, it's very hard to get back in, man. Because especially if she puts a restraining order against you or she, um, what is it? Uh, she'll put a restraining order against you or, oh, you guys get divorce lawyers involved. So once you get a lawyer and she gets a lawyer, you can't move back in unless she says you can. Before, before the lawyers... And before the restraining order, you could just pick. I mean, if you moved out, just pick up your bag and pack your bag and go back home, man. And of course, at first, she's going to be pissed. At first, it's going to cause a little chaos. But she'll get over it because she knows you have the right to be there. Who pays the rent? Who pays the mortgage? You are a family. So you pay the mortgage. 
You know, she, you know, her check, you know, you guys, well, first of all, your finances should be together. It shouldn't be her check, my check, her bank account, my bank account. We should have one bank account for all the bills. And then the extra money goes to, you know, get split between us or whatever. Um, but for the most part, you pay the rent or the mortgage. You, I'm not going nowhere. I'm not going nowhere. Okay. Um, you are out of the house. She now becomes the central power in the home and gets to make all the decisions concerning the family and the home. She will usually change the locks. Okay. That's another thing. She changed the locks on you. Your key don't even work no more. So you didn't think about that one, did you? <laughs> I'm not sure. I think I had a guy wife change the locks on him. He couldn't get back in the house if he wanted to. His key don't work no more. Okay. Um, she becomes the decision maker in all things in the family, dude. She's the one now, you know, and that's, that's a shame. You have no more power. And when I say power in this situation, I don't mean power. Like, you know, you're just this master head guy that God put in charge. I don't mean power. I mean, emotional power, you know, her want you around, the kids want you around, all that kind of stuff. That kind of power of you have a bond connection type thing. All oh, that's gone. If you move out, okay. Now look, I can still help you save your marriage, man. Then done it many times, but even if you move out, but it's a lot easier when you don't. Okay. Okay. When the lawyers get involved, here's when you know you can't move back in. When the lawyers, if one of you get a lawyer. If one of you get if 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 one of you file the restraining order, it, you might it, it's not happening. But why? Because no judge on the planet is going. If you petition the judge to let you move back in, no judge on the planet is going to do that in a domestic situation. You know why? Because what he makes y'all go back, he lets you move back in, and then one of you kill each other. Who's going to get blamed for that? The person who killed the person, you know, your wife. You might kill your wife, or she might kill you. But that's just the first blame. The big, big blame is on that judge. So he is not going to let you move back in your house, man. It's not going to happen. So the best way to do it is once you, if you didn't moved out and you didn't screwed up and moved out, what you do is the very next opportunity, you pack your stuff. And when your wife is at work or whatever, you go on back home and you move on back in. Now, if the locks are changed, that's real simple, too. Just go to your bank or whatever and get the mortgage or the deed. You probably already have the deed or whatever. And you call your locksmith and then you come and you get the locksmith to get you, you know, show them your paper, your mortgage and say you own the place. And then the locksmith will uh, get you, most, you know, I think, so, you know, he'll get you in the house and you're in the house, you know. Um, okay. So number two, number two uh, to help make a decision. If you want to, if you, when your wife asks you to move out, if you should move out or stay. And number two is you now have to pay two rents, two mortgages. Well, one to be a mortgage and one to be a rent. Now, look, many guys can't afford that. And if they could, they don't want to. You know, some guys say, well, I'll go move with my mother. I'll go move with my brother. I'll move with a friend. But that ain't cool. Uh, you tell me you're going to mooch off your mama. You're going to go move with your mama, not paying no rent, not give her $100 or $200 or something every month, You're eating up her food, <laughs> you sticking up her bathroom, using up her toilet paper, 
You're not going to give your mama no money? Of course you are. Of course you are. Your friend, you're going to give your friend some money? You know, your sister or your brother to live with them? I mean, just for the inconvenience of this big grown man moving back, moving in my house. That's an inconvenience to my family, an inconvenience to me, because I'm used to my own routine, right? So you got two rents now. Can you afford it? Right? Some guys can, some guys can't, but that's not the point. The point of it is, why should I? I'm already paying mortgage one place. I'm already paying rent one place. What do I got to pay two for? And most people, they can't, they don't have no, most men don't have nobody that they can live with. So what are they going to do? They got to either go get a roommate and live with them, or they got to get their own apartment, you know, or live in a hotel or something like that. Man, that ain't cool, man. That ain't cool. And, and your wife, the thing about it is she don't even care. Because right now she don't even care because she's only thinking about herself, okay? Um, so this means you'll be paying two housing bills, your mortgage and rent or hotel room bill. You're going to be paying all that stuff. And then what about if you get an apartment and a lot of apartments, will, you know, will pay the gas and water and that kind of stuff and electric. But most of them don't nowadays because they got too expensive. So guess what? You got to pay rent and you got to pay electric bill. You got to pay water bill. You got to pay uh, what is it? Gas bill. You know, you got to go get some food. I mean, you got to, I mean, if you guys got one car, now you got to get you another car because you can't be running around without no car. You got to go to work. See, man, this this stuff, man, it's not, you know, it's not that you're being an ogre about not doing what your wife's saying is doing. What you're doing is, look, man, I'm not going to, I'm going to fight for my marriage. If you any kind of man, you're going to fight for your marriage, right? So I can't, it's easy to do that in, in the house. It is. It's just easier. I'm not saying it's not going to be hard. I'm just saying it's a lot easier if I'm in the house, you know. Um, and so just when you, you you moving out is not the way, at least. And I'll tell you the only reasons that you can move out, that you that you should move out later. OK. OK, that's number two. Number three. The kids won't see you. The kids won't see you. Some guys like that, though. <laughs> Some guys go, hey, that's cool. I ain't got to see them rugrats no more. I can go and do whatever I want to do. You know, they call. I call them back. They text. I text them back. You know, I see them once every couple weeks or something. You know, <laughs> that's how we, that's how men are, man. We, you know, at first, when she first say move out, you go, cool, in your head. You know, oh, that's going to be cool. Man. I can do whatever I want, right? You have to do some stupid arrangement that neither you or the kids want to do. So the kids won't see you. You guys move out. Your wife's going to say, I would never. Here's what she's going to say. I would never, ever, ever in a million years hold the kids against you. I would never do that. I would never, I'm sorry, use the kids against you. I would never do that. What kind of woman you think I am? I still love you. I just need some space right now. <laughs> and what do you do? Okay. Okay. I will move out. <laughs> uh, the range. Why? Because your wife is only thinking of herself. That's what she's trying to do. She's only thinking about herself, her happiness. And the kids getting uprooted and running all over the place really doesn't matter to her right now. Her happiness is paramount. She has been coached. And believe me, your wife has a coach. And we'll go on that later. 
but your wife has a coach and that coach is telling her, girl, this is what you should do. And she goes, I can't do that. That's my husband. And then the person goes, girl, this is what you should do. I'm trying to tell you this is how you get rid of him. <laughs> look, y'all, look, y'all. I know you want to think the best about your wife. I, I know you do. We all do, right? That's the woman that's our, our mother of our children. She's the woman we probably spend the rest of our life with. We promise we spend the rest of our life with. Um, we've spent almost all our time with her in the last however many years we've been together, 10 years, five years, whatever, it's how long it's been. And we want to think the best of us. We want to think that there's no way that our wife would treat us like this. We, we want to think that. But Guys, what you've got to do is understand that right now, that is not what you need to be thinking about. Right now, I understand you love your wife, but sometimes you got to make good people do the right thing. And your wife right now has no idea what she really wants. She won't. You ask her. If you're one of the men that has their wife is asking to move out or she wants to move out, ask her, what are you, what are you, what are you, what are you doing it for? And then she'll name all the stuff you did in the past, stuff that happened 25 years ago. And you be, you'll say, but that was like 10 years ago. And she'll, she'll just go, look, I really don't know. I just need some time. And you go, okay, what can I do to make it better? What can I do? What, what do you want me to do? I'll do anything. I don't know what you can do. I don't know. I just know right now that one of us needs to go. And it's going to be you. <laughs> Okay, guys, I know you want to think good about your wife. I know you do. You want to really hang on and really try to get to understand why she's doing this. But moving out is not the way because your kids, you will not see your kids like you think you do. See, right now you take it for granted. Most of us, you know, we go to work, come home and our kids are there. Or we got to pick our kids up and take them to football practice and pick them up from soccer or pick them up from basketball. You know, we see them. You know, and see them at home. We see them in their beds. We see them eating dinner. We see them doing their homework. And so we kind of take it for granted, right? When you move out, you all oh, that's over. All that's over until they come to your house on your visitation. And another thing, too, your visitation ain't going to be, you think you're going to see, oh, I'm going to see them every other day or something like that. No, nope. no, you ain't. You're going to see them whenever your wife wants you to see them. Because, see, your wife is in control now. See, she can he controls the kids now. You don't control the kids no more because you ain't in the house. You don't control nothing. <laughs> okay? So that's one to think about, too. Number five, number four. Let's think about number four. So number four of the reasons should you or should you not move out of your house when your wife asks you to, number four is you will never see her. You don't even see your wife, right? You already you already are gone, both of you, if your wife works, even if, even if she doesn't work and she's a stay-home mom. You're gone. What at least if you have a if you're a man and you work eight hours a day, you work eight hours a day, you're gone at least 10. Right? You're gone. You gotta you gotta get up and get dressed, you get in the car, you go to work. You know, you got to stop and do whatever stuff you do. Then you get to work. Then you get done for work. You got the stuff you got to do. You only see your wife at a minimum of 10 hours by the time you get back home. 
right? And most times, guys these days are working, men are working more, like nine hours, 10 hours, 12 hours, 14 hours. And so you already don't see your wife. So now you move out. She going to come home. You ain't there. The kid's going to come home. You ain't there. Right? You never see her. You'll never see her, dude. It's sad. It's really sad. But you think you are. You think you're going to be able to talk her, talk her to while She'll let me move back in. Really, man, it's better. It's really better that your wife move out than you sitting here thinking about it. You know, because let her move out. You take care of the kids. She move out. And that way she can have her time to come back home when she wants to. But see, if you move out, man, she's comfortable. She's running the house. She all her stuff is still there. She ain't packed and gone nowhere. She has no motivation, you know, to do nothing. But if she's in a hotel room somewhere or she's at her mama's house somewhere, she's going to get tired of that. I want to go back home to my house. Right. And that's a really good thing to think about. If your wife wants you to move out, you know what I told my, you know, I, I would tell, you know, I'll tell you my story about that in a minute. But well, let me tell you my story now. So my first wife, she died of leukemia. And we were in divorce court. OK, but before she got sick, before before she got sick, one of the times she told me to move out. I'm like 30, 28, 29, 30, 31, you know, that a 32 or something. And she told me to move out. She said, I need some time. And we, we went, and you know, I'm, that's how stupid I was. I'm working all the time, 12 hours, 14 hours a day. I'm thinking our marriage is good. Like we're, we're, we're work. She's working. I'm working. The kids seem the kids are happy. Well, I've always had happy kids. I don't know why, but that was just a thing. But my thing, what I'm saying is, you know, I thought things was cool. <laughs> what did I know? I didn't know nothing. So I called my mama. I said, Mom, I said, uh, me and uh me and her having problems right now. Can I stay with you? At first, my mother was like, Yeah, come on, come on over. You can hang out for a little while. So I came. So I'm with my mother. And so one day I forgot, I forgot something at the apartment. It was like two weeks later. I forgot something at the at the house, at the apartment. So I still, you know, my luckily my key still worked. She hadn't went that far. Uh, so I go back to the apartment. I go in the house and I'm thinking, man, it sure is clean around here. <laughs> I'm like, wow, this is, this is nice, <laughs> you know? And so then I go and look in the bed in the back. It was what I needed was in the bath in the master in our bedroom. So I go in the bedroom and I look around, I find it. And then I had to use the bathroom. So I go into our master bedroom, use the bathroom. And I go, Hey, this bathroom was clean. The mud. Man. For years, I tried to get my wife to get a new to get a new uh, shower curtain. You know how you got a shower curtain, man? The shower curtain got all the darn uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, hard water been built up. Only got mold on the shower curtain, and you and the shower taking the shower curtain. Darn, you see the mold on the dirt thing. So my wife, man, and went out and got a new shower curtain, and that was like the end of that. I was like, oh, uh, uh, hell no, no, heck no. Heck no, you try to you you don't never plan on me coming back. That's and, and even at that age, it clicked. I was like, she is not planning on me coming back. She ain't. <laughs> so y'all know what I did. You know what I did, man. 
I went, got in my car, I locked the I locked the apartment door, got in my car, drove back to my mama's house. My mom was at work, and I got my stuff, put it in my car, and I went back home, put my stuff back in my room, put my stuff back in my drawers, put my stuff back in my closets. <laughs> and my wife came home and she couldn't believe it. What are you doing here? I don't know. I'm here and I ain't leaving no more. <laughs> <laughs> but man, that's my story. You know, like it took it took a new shower curtain to get me to, to like to get it to get it to, to to get me to see the real motive of my wife. You know, she was trying. You know, I'm, I'm not saying that our house was dirty, but our house wasn't that clean like that. And when I walked in there, it was like you know, it was like it was smelling like spring up in there, man. <laughs> you know, it was basically perfect up in there. So I knew it, it, that clicked, and man, maybe she ain't she don't she's not planning on me coming back, you know. So that is a, a a good thing for you guys to consider, man. Another thing, you know, open your eyes and see the clues about what's happening with your wife. Like a lot of times, you can read things if you just open your eyes and focus on her. You know, if you want to save your marriage and you leave, you will never see her and convince her that you are changing and want to be the husband she needs. Okay. Um, out of sight, out of mind. They will tell you they just need time. That's what they're going to tell you. Or they want a little space or they don't have another man and aren't looking for one. Okay. A lot of women do have another man or they have a, a, a emotional affair going on or a lot of women don't. I don't know. That's your woman and you should, you should know. That's another thing. You should know when your woman's having an affair, man. You should know that. Really. It might take you a couple of weeks to find out, but if you open your eyes, you can look and see, man. You know, and I'm I'm one of them dudes. Look, man, that's that's my her phone's my phone, my phone's her phone, her car's my car, my car's her car. Why? Because in the eyes of God, we are one. We are one flesh. Her body belongs to me, and my body belongs to her. When you get married. I don't play, you know, playing that game of, well, what you looking through my phone for? Well, I'm your husband. I can do whatever I want. What are you in my purse for? Well, because I need something. I don't go in my wife's purse ever. But, you know, if I want to, I can. I don't see nothing wrong with it. You know why? For the reason of this. We don't have no secrets. Ain't nothing personal. We belong to each other. And if more people thought like that, there'd be a lot less problems. Don't stop playing this game. Stop playing like people, they do with their kids. Another, another bad parent syndrome. Your kids in the room, the door closed. And, and, and man, I, there's no way in hell that I'm going to knock on the door before I go in my kid's room. Who? They don't pay no rent. <laughs> I mean, what if they bought a piece of food? What if they bought a hamburger? What if they bought some eggs? What if they bought some toilet paper or some toothpaste? What if they bought some uh, pillows and, sh and, and uh, some pillows and sheet and uh, and uh, pillowcases and and, and bed spreads? They ain't pay one lick of rent. This is my place. Now, y'all, some of y'all might think that's harsh. That ain't harsh, man. That's keeping eye. That's keeping an eye on things. It's keeping an eye on things, man. It really is.
you, you, it's your job and your responsibility to know what's going on in your house. Everybody running around with codes on their phones, and everybody running around with doors locked, and everybody running around with in the refrigerator. In the refrigerator, uh, everybody's food's marked. This is my food. This is your food. No, man, what? That, that's craziness, man. That is separatism. That's for real separate. How are you going to build a great family when everybody's selfish? How are you going to do that? How are you going to build a great marriage when everybody's selfish? You know, everybody got secrets and stuff. To me, if you ain't got no secrets, what do you, what do you, uh, why can't I look at your phone? Why can't I look at your messages? What difference does it make? What I do? You can look at mine. I don't care. It's right there. I don't have lock on my phone. My wife don't have a lock on her phone either. The kid, matter of fact, y'all heard this before. My kids would pick up my wife and my phone, just be going through it. I stopped my kids from picking up my phone. You know why? Because they start putting on them crazy apps on my phone and stuff. My phone don't work right. So I said, look, man, we got to stop. No, nobody pick up my phone if you below the age of uh, 17. <laughs> you know, because kids, you know, two-year-olds and three-year-olds and 10-year-olds, they be putting all this stuff on your phone. And my wife's phone... When my kids were growing up, my wife's phone, my wife's phone never worked right. Why? Because all the memory was always taken up. The darn phone was acting crazy. <laughs> okay. So look, y'all, I get serious, but I understand that it's hard. The things I'm asking you to do are hard. But you know what? People hate change. It's painful at first. But man, here's the thing. The difference between me and a man in marriage crisis, because my wife knows I love her. She knows I have my best, I have her best interest at heart. So do my kids. That's why we don't have problems like that. Well, I told a guy, one of my clients last night, I told him, I said, hey, man, I don't play this stuff. You know, like my wife don't be going out dark and stuff unless she's already out coming for work or something. And another, and another thing, too, my wife ain't going to be out like that, like that night at nighttime. No, thank too. Well, my wife, if my wife, if I don't hear from my wife, it's pitch like this time of year, it gets dark at 530. It's pitch black out there. And here, there, your little wife, she walked in the parking lot all by herself, ain't got her keys ready, ain't got no mace, ain't got no gun. She ain't got nothing. She only one in the parking lot. It's 12 o'clock at night, 10 o'clock at night, 7 o'clock at night, and it's pitch black outside. Where's your wife? Who's taking care of your wife, man? Who's taking care of your wife while you doing what you do? So I tell you, I play this game of, hey, I call my wife. Hey, what you doing? Where are you at? You okay? Something happened? Where are you at? How far away are you from home? Man, I don't play this stuff. My, it's my job to protect my wife, not Joe Blow, not the police officers, not the government, not the fire department. No. I am responsible for my wife. And you should be responsible for your wife, too. And I don't care what she's talking about. You're trying to keep hold. You know, you got some crazy women talking about. You're trying to keep tabs on me. You don't trust me. Ain't that has nothing to do with trust. I am, Look, I told your mom and daddy when I married you, and I told God, and I told God that I was going to love and protect you. And that's my job. So you can get mad all you want. I don't even care. But I tell you what, ain't nobody, and I and I train, I train both of my wives, I train them. Say, look, don't be walking around in Kroger and Macy's and Best Buy and Walmart and Meyer and stuff, not aware of what's happening around you. You a nice looking woman, man. And I don't care if your wife ain't nice looking. I don't care what can your wife look. I don't care. That's not even the point. The point of it is it don't matter. Somebody thinks you look good. Or you got some knucklehead that's just crazy and want to harm somebody.
if your wife is going out shopping and stuff, she's parking all the way in the back with no, you know, all the way back there by herself and she's walking at night by herself, even if it's daytime, she up in the store and stuff and she don't know where was around her. If she's not just shopping and stuff and ain't paying attention to get people looking at her and stuff and, and being aware of what's happening, man, you ain't on your job. Your wife should not be out shopping and at least understand what her situation is. People worried about kids getting kidnapped. That ain't the problem because most kids are so bad, they bring them back. <laughs> but my wife is precious. And that's how I treat her. And, and, you know, if I can help it, if I can help it, man, I am I, I, I am going to do all the measures it takes to make sure my wife is okay. And I know sometimes I can't be aware every time and I can't call her and I can't do that. But on a normal day-to-day basis, man, that's what I'm doing, man. My wife is precious to me. She is my everything. And something happened to her, I don't know how it'd be. Just like your wife. Even if your wife, you and your wife have problems right now, just think about it, man. Something happened to your wife, man, you'd be devastated. That's why I tell guys in my program, hey, man, I'm telling you too, hey, man, I don't care if you and your wife are separated. Man, you need to be calling her every day and asking her, is she Okay. Are there any problem? Check on her. You know why? Because that's your job. That's your job, dude. I don't care if she pick up the phone or not. Leave a message. Hey, baby, I'm just calling to make sure there's nothing happened to you and make sure you're okay. That's a that's a thing that everybody should be doing with your wife. Your wife, most people's wives are 90 pounds up to 140, 50 pounds. That ain't no weight. That ain't nothing. Uh, you got 300 pound, 400 pound men, 150, 200 pound, uh, I'm sorry, 180, 90 pound, 225 pound men that are three or four times as strong as she is. I don't care if she does know Taekwondo and all that kind of crazy mess. All he's got to do is grab her butt. It's over. It's over in like two seconds and ain't nobody going to see it. Please, man, do not let your wife stay up out there like this, man. You It's your job to protect her. That's why I tell dudes, even after your wife, in the eyes of God, even if your wife divorces you, you are still her husband until you get an annulment, if you're Catholic. You are still responsible for that woman until there's an annulment that's been placed on uh, on her desk and your desk. A civil divorce don't mean nothing. That don't, that don't, that don't take away your responsibilities as her, as her husband, her protector, Okay. So, I had a caller. Uh-oh, I must have hit a nerve on that one. <laughs> so, let me finish this real quick, caller. Uh, let me finish this number four. Uh, so, another thing, what you must realize is once your wife reaches this point, she is only thinking about herself. She is selfish and wanting out. And if you leave, she will begin to convince herself to move on. She will say that she won't use the kids against you, but that will soon become apparent that this is a lie. When you try to stay in the home and not leave, she will then get mad and say you are a stalker or your arguing is damaging the kids. This is a ploy that has been in the works for months or in many cases years to get your booty, booty, booty out of the house so she can move on and get rid of you. Oh, of course, she will deny it until the cows come home. But, dude, if you fall for this one, you will regret it. Any divorce lawyer worth his salt will tell you do not leave. She may block your phone. She may block you on social media. Again, she may even change the locks. Please, please, gentlemen, if you do, if you move out, the reason I'm saying what I'm saying, because if least of you decide you're going to move out or are you already have, you at least know the deal. 
you at least like know all the parameters of what's going to happen. If I move out, this is what's going to happen. And so at least you know what's coming and you can kind of prepare for that. All right. Okay. So that's next is number five. And I will going to take my caller real quick and I hope that they, I can, uh, they can hear me. Let me see. Oh, let me put, uh, where is it at? Live caller. There's live caller. Okay. Boot connected, move it over. And here I come caller. Uh. Hello, Jerry. Hello. Hey, how you doing? Hey. How you doing, buddy? Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Yeah, you did hit a, hit a, a, a trigger hey, on that hey, a go comment. Ahead, go ahead and get on my get go ahead and get in my butt. I must have said something wrong. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, it's true. Um my wife um had a had been abandoned by her mom and her, her dad. Dad was an alcoholic and her mom um, was forced out of the house. So she has an abandonment issue. So she always leaves when she doesn't know how to deal with situations. And she abandoned me at a restaurant down in Florida one time and walked two and a half hours home in the dark. Oh, I said, goodness. I'm not having that with my wife. I'm going to teach her self-defense techniques to strike guys and how to incapacitate and being in the military. Yeah. So I would teach her verbatim and I bet I taught her a half dozen things over five years of marriage and she never understood why I was doing it on the fly because my wife, like you said, she's a little bitty for things. She's only 130 pounds and as strong as she is as a woman, she can't take on a guy your size or nah. even my size. Nah. So I started teaching her things and she would get mad at me and then afterwards and said, Missy, I have to teach you this because if you don't know this, the next time you do something where you just are out in public and you don't know how to react in, instinctively, I said, it's not a problem for a guy to grab you and then to accost you. And so I agree with that. Stance. It's just I had to take the tactic that my grandfather always taught me. He says there's only three ways to learn. One, you observe it. Two, you read about it. Or three, you learn hands-on right. on the fly. That's not the And I had to teach my wife hands-on on the fly because that's the quickest way she learned. Um, because she she has a learning disability. I think she was dyslexic when she was younger. So it's easier for me to teach her on the fly. And afterwards, um, she would I would have a practice the motions for striking and all that with me. And it made a big difference on her self-esteem and security. So at least... Um, people don't know her. She's a, an assassin in my eyes now because if she had to take down a guy your size mm -hmm. without even blinking an eye now. But mm -hmm. you have to do that, Jerry. So I agree with you. So All that right. is a trigger. I just thought I'd mention the guys and have a happy new year, Jerry. You since too, man. First time I Thanks, for calling. Thanks for calling. Thanks for calling. Bye-bye. All right. So, hey, that's that's the deal, man. That's the deal. You know, uh, and he he's right. Um, but um, he left before I could say I didn't want to hold him, but he left. Uh, one thing I I think is, yeah, a woman can only pull off something like that. And I'm sure that he agree. He agree with me, and and you can put it in the chat, man, if if you don't or do, I, I, you know. But one thing I noticed is, yes, you could teach your wife all these techniques and stuff, and she can learn self defense, all this stuff. But she can only it only works in a surprise, right? Like if the guy's even like 180, 170 pounds. Uh, 200 pounds 250 doesn't matter it, it, she has to it, it, she can she has to surprise him it has to be a surprise right uh she has to that that's her biggest advantage 
like, oh, I'm this weak woman. And then all of a sudden you, you know, you lay this, you, you grab his nuts or kick him in the nut. We don't like, you know, for centuries, what, pe- what women have done, he don't expect it to come. So now that gives you your time to get away. Just because you know all these techniques that you know, Taekwondo, like this ain't the movies, man. This ain't the movies. Smart women, they surprise them, kick them or punch them or, you know, you know, you know, hit them in the nose or break their jaw or something. And then they're like out of there. They're like running. I'm not going to, a woman, a real woman's not going to sit there and try to go against a 200 pound man, you know, because eventually, eventually going toe to toe with him, you're going to run out. I mean, you're going to get tired and all he's got to do is get his hands on you and it's over. Okay. So <laughs> that's, that's, that's a good one. That's a good one. So uh, real quick, Oh, let me get out of this. Um, let me go back. Other than that, okay, so that's number four. And so uh, real quick, uh, we're going to take a break, and then I will be right back. Bam. Get live Catholic marriage help Tuesday through Thursday, 10 a.m. Eastern. Live streamed on YouTube, Rumble, Facebook, and CatholicAlpha.com. You're getting value from this podcast and would like more personal marriage help. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an opportunity to work with me personally for free. Yes, within 30 days, learn how to become a better husband that attracts your wife back to you. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com and get a plan tailored specific to your marriage and situation. I've helped hundreds of men in their marriages. Allow me the chance to help you using my personal and gained experience. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for superior coaching for your marriage. Again, SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com. That's SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com to become the man God created you to be and the husband your wife needs. Lastly, I always get the question, why don't you help women? And I always answer them, I do. So, for all of you beloved wives out there that want to reignite that feeling of emotional closeness and complete love from your hubby, consider... Marriage coaching and visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an improved marriage within 30 days. Okay, we are back and we are basically done for the day. We'll have a part two tomorrow. Uh, But uh, I have a couple comments here and... Let me see. So the last caller just said the best way to learn is a surprise. That is why I did it without telling her. Yep, exactly. That's what I, that's my whole point. Great point. Great point. And then the other comment is I'm a, uh, is uh, what if what if the wife is going out every weekend committing adultery? I couldn't take it anymore and eventually moved out. Okay. So here's the deal. Even in those circumstances, I would not suggest you move out because basically when you, if you move out and your wife doesn't have to come home to you, so there's no one to look at just to get her straight, to be like, to you know, there's no shame really anymore. Because um, another thing too is most relationships, most relationships are rebound relationships. And if we move out, then that lets the relationship go on longer and longer and longer and they might even get married or something, you know, but most, most adulterous situations are temporary. 
And if as a husband, the way you handle it is you don't talk about it, you don't mention it, you don't you don't consult, you don't uh, you don't talk to her about it, you don't confront him, you don't confront her because when you start doing that kind of stuff, then somebody's gonna get hurt, which most people know that. So the way you handle that, if your wife is cheating, you still stay in the home, and if you got to separate yourself, like in the basement or something, a room or something, that's cool. But you still don't want to be this mean ogre. Now, what, and so what does that mean? If your wife, a lot of guys wouldn't agree with me on this. I'm just telling you what works. Okay. Get mad at your wife and confront her, trying to beat the guy up, calling the police, calling this big ruckus, arguing and fighting in front of the kids, all that stuff. That does not solve nothing. Matter of fact, that just pushes your wife to the, in the hands of the other guy more, especially if you're attacking. If he kicks your butt or you kick his butt, What'll happen is you will put she will you will connect her and him even more. So you stay in the house and you bide your time. You learn how to be a better husband. You learn how to be a better man. You get you improve your relationship with God. And when that relationship fails, which most of them do, then your wife will come home and she'll lean you there. And she can, she'll start to lean on you. And this whole time you're being loving. You're being caring. Now I'm not saying having sex with a woman that's having sex with somebody else. I'm not saying condone it. I'm just telling you what works because your job. The another thing too, the reason most time the reason a woman is with another man is because she's trying to fill the void that she wasn't getting from her husband. So whose fault is that? Yes, it's exactly her fault that she's out doing that, but it's also the husband's fault that he didn't take care of business with his wife. Now, a lot of guys are gonna agree with me with that. I'm just letting you know what works and what keeps you out as keeps the husband out of jail. Because what'll happen is if you confront that guy, what'll happen is somebody's gonna get a bruise or get beat up, and somebody's gonna call the police, and one person or some or two people are going to jail, you and him. All right. So that's how you handle an adultery situation, man. Really. Moving out and leaving your kids is not the way. It's not the way. And tomorrow. We're going to go with number five, six, seven, and eight. And I'm going to tell you, we're going to go exactly into this in more depth of my point of you should never leave your home as a husband and why. Okay. So my man, I hope that, um, um, I hope that her, I hope that helps. I'm sorry. I hope that helps guys. Um, that answer, man, that's a great, great question. Great, great question. Okay. So let me, how I get this hiding. All right. So, um, Tomorrow, we're going to do part two, and I hope you guys are around. It's the last show of the week. Um, I hope the things we talked about today helped you. I, you know, I, I get passionate about this stuff because I've been there, and I know what seems like it's right ain't right. It just makes things worse. And so my job is, like I do with all my, all my fellas in my program, I really don't I try my best not to tell you what to do. What I try to do is give you as many angles as I can so that you can make the, you and the Holy Spirit and me can make the decision together. Um, because I don't want you going to say, man, I did what you said, man, and then it was worse or whatever. Well, that happens sometimes. I'm not perfect. But most of the time, that's not what happens. That's why I don't try to, I try to help. We try to come to a decision, mostly you as the client, you try to come to the decision on your own so you can see the, how it works. But my job is to let you know all the things that could happen, what's, you know, and, and my experience of what has happened before. So the way you can make an informed decision like a starship captain, like Captain Kirk, baby. 
<laughs> All right. So we are done for the day. And as we always do, we end with a quote from Pope Benedict XVI, which states, society offers you comfort, but you weren't made for comfort. You were made for greatness. Now go forth, Christian soldier. The spiritual fight is up on you. Fast, pray, and prepare for battle. Thank you for listening in today. If what you heard helped you in any way and you would like more personal attention, visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for superior marriage coaching. And remember to join the Catholic Alpha Radical Live podcast as a caller or listener every Tuesday through Thursday, 10 a.m. Eastern. To join as a caller, dial area code 313 Radical. To join as a listener or view the live stream, visit the Catholic Alpha Radical Live Facebook page or visit CatholicAlpha.com for Catholic marriage help that actually works. Bang!